Tip today with Fran Curry. With Slattery's Garage, puck on. Your Peugeot car or van might benefit from a free software upgrade. For more information and to find out if this applies to your vehicle, call the lads in Slattery's Garage, puck on on 067 24111 or slatterysgarage.ie. Thanks, Pat, and uh, you're welcome back to Tip Today, 1800-938-007. Now, as you know, we're with you every morning from nine, and uh, just after nine this morning, Christine spoke to us um, about uh, her views, really, on the whole nightclub opening hours and all of that. Here's a little of what uh, she had to say to us. People are going to need something to keep them awake, like, you know. So I, I'd only imagine it would be, like, it's going to become an issue at some stage of the night. Well, to keep them awake... Yeah, they're going to have to take, like, the drugs do keep you awake, so they're going to have to take something to keep them awake if they're in a nightclub till six in the morning, like, so that's going to become an issue as well. And would that be the usual, Christine? Would you have seen that over the time, that... Oh, you sure, look, you see it here and there, like, you know what I mean, on a night out, but, like, it's, it's like I said, it's the year 2022, and it's what young people are doing these days, unfortunately, but, you look... Mm-hmm. Yes, I know the listener saying I wouldn't want somebody coming home from a nightclub at six o'clock in the morning and uh, getting into a car and then going to work after well, Yeah, they, they yeah. I mean, like, how are you going to go to work the next day if, you, if you're home at six in the morning, like after a nightclub? I, I have no idea in the world. I, I, you're really making me feel old today because. Like, <laughs> well, I feel ancient, and it's my birthday <laughs> next week, so I might have to visit one of these nightclubs. <laughs> Well, don't stay out too late anyway, whatever you do anyway, Christy. I'll be ringing Tip FM and then, <laughs> I, I really have told me, I know you're starting work. Don't, don't ring me at three o'clock in the morning anyway. <laughs> and that is uh, Christine speaking to us this morning just after nine o'clock. And uh, we start every weekday morning here, of course, with Tip today at nine o'clock. Now, the Clonmel World Music Crew, delighted to welcome back Makem and Clancy to the Manila Hotel uh, tomorrow night. The last play to a full house in the Manila in 2019. And uh, the Clonmel show was the showcase event of this autumn tour with a full band and special guests. And a real treat for you today because I'm delighted to be joined in the studio by Rory Makem and Donald Clancy. You're both very welcome, lads. Thanks very much indeed. Thanks for having us, friend. It is a thrill great, to be here. Great to see you both again. Uh, 2019, last time round. How, how did you both deal with uh, COVID, Donald? Do you want to take that first of all? How was. Yeah, the same as everybody did else. Did you have we... to hang up the guitar? Hung up the guitar and yeah. sat at home, <laughs> scraped away in my fiddle. And uh, <laughs> luckily, I live in the countryside down there near Dungarvan. Yeah. So it was a fine summer, and I was walking and swimming in the sea and Very enjoying the time off. Actually, in, did in you have way. to cancel a lot of stuff? Was everything there? was cancelled? Yes. Was it? Yeah. Everything was cancelled. Yeah. Yeah. There was nothing going on. Right. And Rory, did you have big plans? Had your touring plans? I had uh, the best year in the music business was to be. Uh, yes. And I've been doing this a long time, 30 years, and uh, in four days, everything cancelled. Wow. And uh, we hung everything up, and I took out my wife's honey-do list and started ignoring that. <laughs> so, <laughs> and filling out forms, you know, governmental forms, trying to yeah. pay the bills here, so. Uh, where did you base yourself? Uh, I'm in just north of Chicago yeah, okay. in the United States, yep. Yeah. You have to go where... The, the wife's uh, health insurance is. My wife works <laughs> in Chicago, so that's where we are for now. The romance of it all. You have to go where the health insurance Have to go where the health insurance, and we'll try to get my daughter through high school, and then I've got my eye on South Armagh. <laughs> See if I can talk her into that. You, I'm, I'm sure you none better to do so, <laughs> indeed. Can we start with a piece of music? Will you do something for us? What, what do we do, Don? Um, 
Well, we might try a bit of the, the whistling gypsy rover. Something to ease us in. It's very yeah, early in the morning, Francis. Indeed, singing the songs. Indeed it is, John. Indeed You're it torturing is. us. But we'll give it a go. A gypsy rover came over the hill Down through the valley so shady He whistled and he sang till the green woods rang And he won the heart of a lady Then he sang till the green woods rang And he won the heart of a lady She left her father's castle gate She left her own fond lover She left her servants and her state To follow the gypsy rover sang till the green woods rang and he won the heart of a lady her father saddled up his fastest steed and wandered the valleys all over he sought his daughter at great speed and the whistling gypsy rover sang till the green woods rang and he won the heart of a lady he came at last to a mansion fine down by the river so shady and there was music and there was wine for the gypsy and his lady Then he sang till the green woods rang And he won the heart of a lady He's no gypsy, my father, she cried But lord of these lands all over And I will stay till my dying day With the whistling gypsy roll Then he sang till the green woods rang And he won the heart of a lady One more time
What a treat. What a treat. You know, you sound so like Liam and Tommy. It's a, I know it's not a put-on thing. It's obviously a family thing, but it's just such a remarkable... Do people say that to you all, all of the time, Rod? I do get it, and I get it more and more as I get older and older. Yeah. Yeah. So here you're doing the baritone harmonies there. Oh, yeah. so like Tommy's voice. Well, I've heard, I, I guess I heard them so much. Yeah. Both of us were lucky enough to play backup for our fathers yeah. for a long time. I played guitar for my father for... 17 years. Did you? I did the math one time. I, I wrote it all down. The only person on stage with my father more was Donald's father, Liam. Isn't that incredible? Yeah. Uh, but I got to watch him, and he was my hero. And I got to sit beside him every night and watch him ply his craft. And he, they, Liam and my father were the best at it. And uh, it seeped into my head. My father said, the singing runs in the family like a wooden leg. <laughs> 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 well, the best concert I ever saw in my life was Liam and Tommy in the Opera House in Cork, ever. And that goes right across different genres and everything. I never saw any group of people capture an audience in the palm of their hand as if we were in a living room somewhere. They were amazing at it, yeah. That's, that's really just, remarkable. Yeah. And, they had and so I much experience over the... They spent 30 years... Yeah. In various forms with the Clancy brothers and Tommy Macon first and then later on as a duo. So they got to know each other yeah. musically at that level, you know, where they're... But it was so much more than music, you know. I well, feel yeah. You felt they were talking to you and singing to you. In well, they came up, I was talking about yesterday on the radio. When my father was in his late teens and early 20s, the, the theatre was his passion. Mm -hmm. And he studied, studied it. He wrote about it in his autobiography the time and, and, you know, what he put into that learning to project and to pronunciate and, the, you know, to leave space for dramatic effects and dynamics and everything else. Yes. And he brought all that into his, his you know, into his music. Yeah. So he had those, uh, he had that, those skills there that he, he could, those Absolutely, tools that he could yeah. use. And into the recitations as well. I mean, they were yeah. so oh. powerful, you know. Just Nobody so better, powerful, yeah. Powerful, really, really. And, and to hear you there was almost emotional for me because it brought me back such fantastic memories. Um, did you have favourite stuff over the year? Like, of your father singing, I'd have to say Gentle Annie was my favourite. Oh, Gentle I Annie. I absolutely loved it to bits. Uh, it's a know? hard one to get through. He wrote it for my mother, though her name wasn't Annie. But, uh, yeah, that's. I think he wrote so many great songs. Yeah. Four Green Fields. Four Green Fields, of course, yeah. Would be my favourite. Uh, Farewell to Carlingford or yeah. Boys of Killy Beggs. Oh, uh, did he write the Boys of Killy Beggs? He I wrote the Boys of Killy Beggs, yeah. yeah. Town of Bally Bay, there was a lassie dwelling. Uh, he wrote a great song called Give the Woman in the Bed More Porter. More Porter, yeah, yeah. yeah. Cattle Dunn had a hit with that, I think. Yeah. Uh, so many great songs. Uh, he came from, music was so important growing up for them. Yes. They played it for entertainment, and they played it, my granny would say, down at the foot parlor. After a day's work was done and the bread was made for the next day, they would all gather and sing songs or recite poetry or play a tune on the whistle or the mouth organ, and they'd all dance and then go home and do it all again the next day. And uh, I think that's what they took on stage with them was that uh, experience from their youth yes, and their experience from theater and knowing how to bring it onto stage and uh, we've tried to emulate that our whole careers uh, but nobody could do it better than they could so right well, well keep trying well i know that it's been hugely successful for you when when you get together how is the tour going so far you've been all over the shop so far haven't you yeah we started up in belly buffet in donegal yeah 
there was some drive up from Dungarvan. <laughs> kind of bad. And uh, then we were in Sligo and the Town Hall Theatre in Westport. Yeah. And across to Dundalk. So yeah. it was good actually up that. Um, up to now we've gotten great crowds down this neck of the woods. Yeah. And it was quieter up the north. But up there now we got... We're getting great crowds up there too. So yeah, is that is that great to see? The trips were paying we, off. Yeah. We found that people can't get enough of the songs once they hear them, and we've had old farmers coming up and hugging us, crying oh, because yeah. they haven't heard these songs. I was going to ask you about that. I mean, what reaction are you getting from people who would have? It is very nostalgic. Yeah, yeah. And, but I think it has so much to do with how much these songs mean to people and where they were when when they first heard them and how they became part of their family lives. I know when we play in America, every time we sing a song, people are like, oh, that was my uncle Patty's party piece. Uh, He sang it every Sunday at our house after Mass. They'd have a big dinner, and then Uncle Patty would sing The the Whistling Gypsy or something like that, and everywhere we go, we get that. Yeah, it'll be interesting, you you going back to the vanilla. Last time I saw Liam uh, play was with Odetta, in 2006 in, in the Manila Hotel. Yeah. That, and that was an amazing gig. I mean, that I was can imagine. Really, I only, really. I, I only ever saw photographs from yeah, that. I wasn't it there. was absolutely amazing to be there on, on, on the, uh, the night. You keep, we keep hearing, of course, about his influence on, on the greats and Dylan comes up all of the time. You must be very proud of that, don't are you? You know, that... I well, think he got fed up of talking about did it. Did he? Yeah. After a while, because that's all everybody wanted to know. Yeah. yeah. You know, so he got a bit fed up with it. But I think um, it captured people's minds, you know. Yeah. Why would Dylan be, you know, calling this old ballad singer like the best he ever heard, you know? <laughs> so I think, um, yeah. you know, it, it worked in his favour when he kind of uh, regenerated his career later in life. Yeah, I suppose. Um, yeah. But he got tired of it, imagine. He got. Ah, he did, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he. You know, there was people who wanted to meet him and come. You know, just because yeah. they're huge Dylan fans, and they'd come to the house and stuff like that. Oh, are you serious? Yeah. Oh, so they they turn up. And, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Is it lovely? Do you, Do you also rem- because again, I only saw the photographs of the early days in the states and touring in the states. I mean, nowadays we have all the technology of decent PA's and stuff, but the boys generally gathered around a microphone in, in one, huge uh, theatres, you know. We've, we've been speaking of that, yeah. Just one microphone. <coughs> two, and two. When they first started, <laughs> two microphones sometimes. Uh, when they first started on the big stages, my father, of course, my father was in the Oliver Plunkett pipe band in Katy. Was he? And so they would come out, storm in the stage, my father playing the pipes, and the crowd would get so loud you couldn't hear Liam playing the guitar. And Liam would have to hold it up to the microphone, and he got part of his guitar style from, from that. that yeah. They had to give up the pipes within a few months because it was just too loud and crazy. Yes. And and one microphone and the old PA systems, those stacks, you see them in churches all the time, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. And that's what they were playing through. I, I can't even imagine what that was like. Well, they were in great halls, like Carnegie Hall, where the acoustics are fantastic. I suppose. And yeah. you had Columbia Records there with the best microphones that you could buy. yeah. You couldn't get them for love nor money now, those old Absolutely, wouldn't we all read And the recording sound, all the concerts were recorded by Columbia as well. Yes. And and they sound unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. I know, I I hear them every so often, which is great. Um, Do something else for me, will you? Come on, another treat, please. What what will you do? Try the, uh, an old sea song called The Mermaid. A lively one. It was Friday morn 
and we set sail and we were not far from the land when our captain he spied a mermaid so fair with a cone and a glass in her hand and the ocean waves do roll and the stormy winds do Sailors are skipping at the top While the land lovers lie down below, below, below While the land lovers lie down below Then up spoke the captain of our gallant ship And a fine old man was he That fishy mermaid has warned me of our doom We will sink to the bottom of the sea And the ocean waves do roll and the stormy winds still blow And we poor sailors are skipping at the top While the land lovers lie down below, below, below While the land lovers lie down below Then it spoke the first mate of our gallant ship And a fine young man was he He said, I have a wife in Portsmouth by the sea And tonight a widow she will be and the ocean waves do roll, and the stormy winds do blow. And we poor sailors are skipping at the top, while the land lovers lie down below, below, below. While the land lovers lie down below. Then up spoke the cook of our gallant ship, and the crazy old butcher was he. Saying I care more for my pots and my pans than I do for the bottom of the sea. And the ocean waves do roll, and the stormy winds do blow. And we poor sailors are skipping at the top, while the land lovers lie down below, below, below. While the land lovers lie down below. And three times around spun our gallant ship, and three times around spun she. And three times around spun our gallant ship, and she sang to the bottom of the sea. And the ocean waves do roll, and the stormy winds do blow. And we poor sailors are skipping at the top, while the land lovers lie down below, below, below. While the land lovers lie down below And the ocean waves do roll And the stormy winds do blow And we poor sailors are skipping at the top While the land lovers lie down below, below, below While the land lovers lie down below Absolute the, the energy in it, lads. Absolute energy is is fantastic. Growing up, uh, you know, and working with them as well, Rory. To be and uh, I put the same question to Donald. To be Tommy Makem's son, uh, you know, and the shadow of that, I suppose. In a lot oh, of way. What, yeah, what, yeah. what was that like, Rory? What was well? It, it certainly opened doors. Uh, and I also think my, I started playing with my brothers, and we were getting gigs we shouldn't have gotten just because our last name was Makem. Yes. And I, we worked at it, and we, we came along fair enough. But uh, he was, they were the most respected men in our business that we got into. So it, it was, uh, you know, yeah. it had its, it was good and bad. It had its good points and its bad points, so. Yeah, what, what were the negatives on that? Ah, uh, well, we had people who would be in the business who might look down at us 
getting gigs we shouldn't have had. Just because of the name, because as of the they name. would feel. And yeah. I would think they, would, they were right at the time. Mm. Uh, that was a long time ago, though. And uh, I think we've won some of them over anyway. Uh, we'll just keep plugging away. Uh, we've been singing, all my cousins sing. Yeah. And we sing when we all get together. We do it for fun. And uh, it's just part of my DNA, singing songs. And uh, there's always going to be people who have something bad to say about you. Oh, so. listen, I know. Uh, Donald, what, what about you on that? I mean, I know you work with Robbie, of course, your, your cousin, uh, all, uh, doing a lot of that kind of music as well, didn't you, over the years? And, you know? Well, I, there's no pressure on any of us to mm. get involved in music. None of my, my brothers and sisters sing or play at all. Mm. Uh, so I, I kind of just took to music myself mm. with a little bit of encouragement at home, not a whole pile. I remember I was learning the fiddle at one point and my father came in and said, it sounds like you're strangling a cat. <laughs> so I put the fiddle away and never took it out again. And that's exactly how he would say it as well, <laughs> I would imagine, yeah. But you're a wonderful guitar player. I mean, the guitar... Well, that's what I did. I, I, I never sang. I wouldn't sing yeah. because I used to be playing with my friends. We'd have sessions in the pub and if someone found out I was Liam Clancy's son, they'd be demanding a song. <laughs> of course. So I was very shy. Yeah. And uh, the easiest way to avoid it was say, I just, I don't sing, I can't sing, and I don't know the words of any songs. <laughs> and that's how you got out of it. Yeah. It was amazing. Yeah. But I went off to America then, and um, I got loads of work as a guitar player. Mm. I never sang. I yeah. didn't really sing until... Well, of course, you were part of the original Danu uh, lineup as well, yeah. weren't you? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I played with a lot of groups over there, and the phone was always hopping, because people would be looking for a guitar accompanist. Yes, yeah. Uh, traditional musicians and singers and stuff would come over to the States. It was easier than bringing someone over from home. They'd, they'd give me a call. So so that's what I, I made a living at for a long time. But, but I, at the same time, I was a performer with my father and my cousin, Robbie O'Connell. Mm. So I started singing a little bit then. They'd try and encourage me to take a verse here and there, but I wouldn't sing a whole song by myself. No and way. now look at you, <laughs> as they say. Now, now, now look at you. I'm delighted to say that Jerry is with us as well. Jerry Lawless is with us, uh, who is the promoter for uh, tomorrow night, of course, as part of Clamwell World Music. Jerry, uh, good morning to you, and you're you're very welcome as well. Tell tell us about this gig tomorrow night because it's a special one, isn't it? Yes, Fran. Yeah. Uh, good morning, and thanks. thanks good morning for coming, to you. Uh, bring me in. Uh, yeah. Tonight they're actually playing in Dunhill in Waterford mm-hmm. in a community centre. Saturday night they're in Colfer's Carrick on Banno and Sunday night uh, another community centre in North Cork. But the gig, yes, tomorrow night in Manila. Uh, the last show we found it as well. We tried to make one one show, the showpiece event, if you like. Mm. Uh, we bring Donny Kagoff on Bower on, another Danu man, mm-hmm. and uh, Brendan Clancy on fiddle. So the boys have a full band and it, it just adds another little dimension course, to it. Yeah. They all know each other from playing together, so it really builds it up. And we also have a support tomorrow night. We have uh, local multi-All-Ireland winning musicians, Emma Corbett on Melodian, Keen Smith on Illum Pipes, Thomas Ahern on banjo, and Brendan Shoiga who does some a, a little bit of Shan Nose dancing. So it makes a big, big night of it, which I think in a venue like Manila, which is a beautiful venue, really works to have mm. a big show oh, uh, absolutely, in a venue like yeah. that. So what, what about tickets, Jerry? What's the story? Uh, tickets are they're still on sale. Ticket sales are going well. Uh, they're on sale over in Manila Reception. Uh, John Nallan is standing by over there today and tomorrow. <laughs> um, and they're also on www.clonmelworldmusic.com if you want to buy them online but they are over in Manila if you ring the reception uh, I think there'll be some available on the door tomorrow night as well the doors are 7.30 the show starts at 8.30 
All right, okay. So if you want to call up Manila, you don't have that number hand, handy, do you? I don't. Okay, no. Emma might get that for me and throw it up here and we'll, we'll give it out to uh, to people. I'm sure there's huge interest. This is going to be packed absolutely, tomorrow absolutely. night. Anyway. We had a, a full house in, back in 2019 when we did it uh, and the interest in, in this area of the country Tip Waterford, uh, Cork. There's a huge interest in the whole Makem and Clancy legacy and the songs. Uh, we get a great sing along crowd. So, yes, there is big interest in it. That'll yeah. be mighty, yeah. Of course, that's a big part of it as well, Rory, isn't it? The, the notion that the communal singing. And that's, the, uh, I think the, the central point of it is it's a community music sharing, you know. Is mm. if, if there aren't people there singing along, I find it pointless for me to do it, you know? <laughs> yes. Yeah. I'd rather... I, I always felt bad for my father. Say we'd be at a festival and back at the hotel there'd be a big session and my father would walk in mm-hmm. and all he'd want to do is hear people playing and singing and everybody staring at him, wanting him to sing. Of course, yeah. And he might do a song and then he'd leave because he felt he was interrupting the community oh, I know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, of uh, everybody sharing music together. Yeah. And uh, that's what I, the core of... What I think we do is is music sharing. Yeah, well, there'll be plenty of it uh, tomorrow night in Manila and tonight, indeed, in, in Waterford as well. Will you, will you give us another treat before we let you go? Will you do something else? Well, we're thinking we might give a, a, a blast of uh, Brennan on the Moor. Ah, as, uh, yeah. It's a song my father and his brothers, they heard first out in Ballypatrick at the foot of Sleeve de Mon. Did they? In indeed, Gibson's pub, yeah. yeah. There's been an old man in there who used to sing it. Yeah. And it's a very long, slow kind of a ballad. So they kind of stripped it back to the bare essentials and, and put the driving rhythm behind it. And that, right. that's and how the, they developed this their... This used to start their shows as the Always, classical, yeah, yeah, it? Yeah, it yeah. was the starting to the song. For many years. After yeah. the pipes. Yeah. <laughs> Until they got fed up with it. <laughs> and then my father started singing Bob Dylan's version of it. Bob Did Dylan he? heard them singing it and he rewrote it as a song called Rambling Gambling Willie. Oh, that's right, yeah. yeah. Oh, God almighty. So it went from Gibbs's Pub and... Ali Patrick, shoot. I didn't. I didn't think you wanted to talk about Bob Dylan anymore. <laughs> there you are bringing him up. <laughs> oh, no, my father to... didn't want to talk about him. Oh, right, right. Right. Yeah, sure. Right. I mean, are we? Are we tuned up? It's of a brave young highwayman, the story we will tell. His name was Willie Brennan, and in Ireland he did dwell. Was on the Kilworth Mountains, he commenced his wild career. And many a wealthy nobleman before him shook with fear. And it's Brennan on the moor, Brennan on the moor. Bold, brave and undaunted was young Brennan on the moor. One day upon the highway, as Willie he went down, he met the mayor of Cashel a mile outside the town. The mayor, he knew his features. To him, young man, said he, Your name is Willie Brennan, you must come along with me. And it's Brennan on the moor, Brennan on the moor, bold, brave, and undaunted was young Brennan on the moor. Now Brennan's wife had gone to town, provisions for to buy. And when she saw her Willie, she commenced to weep and cry. Said, hand to me that tenpenny, as soon as Willie spoke. She handed him a blunderbuss from underneath her cloak. Oh, young Brennan on the moor, Brennan on the moor. Old brave and undaunted was young Brennan on the moor. Now with that loaded blunderbuss, the truth I will unfold. He made the mare to tremble and robbed him of his gold. A hundred pounds was offered for his apprehension there. But he with horse and saddle to the mountains did repair. Did young Brennan on the moor, Brennan on the moor, bold, brave and on 
moved on till he was young Brennan on the moor. Now Brennan been an outlaw upon the mountains high. With cavalry and infantry to take him they did try. Well he laughed at them with scorn until at last was said by a false-hearted woman he was cruelly betrayed. Was young Brennan on the moor. Brennan on the moor, more brave and undaunted was young Brennan on the moor. They took Brennan to the crossroads and there he hung and died. But still they say that in the night there's some that see him ride. They see him with his blunderbuss all in the midnight chill as on along the King's Highway. Rides Willie Brennan still and it's Brennan on the moor. Brennan on the moor, more brave and undaunted it was young Brennan on the moor. Lads, what a treat. And listeners just loving you out there. And all sorts of requests coming. I'm intrigued at one of the requests, in fact, Rory, uh, looking for the cobbler. Oh, <laughs> the cobbler, yeah. And that was such a party piece for Tommy, wasn't it? It was yeah. a fabulous piece. He got it from, yeah. he had a, an aunt, uh, and her cousin, Mary Toner, used to, and Jane Green was a cousin of my granny's, and uh, they used to face each other and fix each other's shoes while singing that song. And my father took him from them and... He's made up his own movements, and oh, I've yet to true. learn it myself. You know, it was such his piece. Yeah. And uh, who knows, maybe someday. Uh, I'm not sure it'll translate to the radio. Yeah, so. you, you couldn't see it over the radio. <laughs> and, of course, other people looking for the band played Waltzing Matilda as oh, well, yeah. which was such an individual hit for, for Liam. You know, it's uh, the one, I sang it once, ever. Yeah. And it's the one song of his that I don't, I don't go there. Yeah. He kind of, he did it, I just couldn't do it justice. Well, I, I, I'm sure you would, but it's very so much his song, isn't it? Like, you, yeah, you yeah. know, I, I remember the first performance of it on the Late Late Show. Yeah. And I, I remember Gay Byrne saying afterwards, it was among two of his favourite all-time musical pieces on the Late Late Show. Yeah, and they wiped the tapes, would you believe, RT? Oh, for God's sake, yeah, are you uh, serious? Typical, huh? <laughs> oh my God! Because I'd love to see it again. I know. It's it's just, not there. It's just it doesn't exist. But he, could, he, could, he actually couldn't sing it himself. Um, he had to be in the right place. Move, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very difficult for him to well, it's deliver that every night. Emotional it took, song. Uh, it took yeah. an awful lot of uh, energy out of him. To, yeah, to, Eric Bogle's song wasn't it? Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. Beautiful to see you, boys. Really Thanks again for having such, friend, such a yeah. treat. Thank you so much indeed. Tomorrow night at the Manila, and uh, I'm told the Manila number. If you want to book tickets and talk to John straight away, it's uh, 052-612-2388. That's again, 052-612-2388. And Jerry, there's that online uh, opportunity as well, isn't there? Yeah, yeah, it's at clanmelworldmusic.com. All right, uh, Rory Makem and Donald Clancy. Real treat, thank you so much. We'll take a break. Tip FM's Tip Today with Fran Curry In association with Slattery's of Pecone, Tipperary's main Peugeot dealer. Slattery's Garage Pecone, the name you can trust for over 50 years in the Premier County. Slattery'sGarage.ie